What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Excuse me. We are here live recording from Birch Road here in Lincoln Park, Chicago, Illinois. I have a very cool guest. Her name is Karishma Bali. She is the founder of Pulse Athletic Apparel. Karishma, thank you for joining us today. This is so fun to meet you in person and do this. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Really glad to be here. I'm really glad to be here in person, always making right. <laughs> connections in real life. Um, a little bit about myself. I was born and brought up in the suburbs of Chicago. Ended up staying here for school. For I went to Loyola for undergrad. And then I really, really left after undergrad. I uh, went to Case Western out in Cleveland for grad school. Then I did a Tri-City Masters in manage pro Management program. And then I just kind of turned into an entrepreneur and have been living, breathing, and just working in the startup life since. <laughs> that is really cool. And I think, so before we start recording, we talked a little bit about that. Just to have all that schooling, that background, I think a lot of people would kind of translate that into living and breathing that corporate life, but you did not. So is that like a, was that a scary decision for you or what brought you to that? Because that's very inspiring. Oh, thank you. Um, I, a few things kind of contributed to it. I just, I guess, was stemming all the way from like early childhood. I, you know, I had immigrant parents. I saw them struggle a lot. They worked very, very hard, but I realized that that wasn't the kind of life that I wanted to live. Um, and I'm so beyond grateful for everything they've done for me in terms of like supporting my education yeah. and my career choices. But I knew that something else was out there. And I want to say just having that in mind and bridging it with the Tri-City Masters in Management program I did, all my professors and all of the students that I was in the program with really challenged the notion that XYZ is what you're supposed to do. So. You go to school, you get a job, you get a white picket fence, you do the family. There's nothing wrong with that. No, um, you know, not at all. Not at all. You know, I have some of my best friends do that. My family members do that. Um, and eventually I'd like to do that, but I don't think <laughs> <laughs> right now is the way I wanted to go. Um, I think just being young and going the entrepreneur route, there's so many pros and cons to it. For sure. Yeah. In terms of pros, you know, I'm not really tied down to any major responsibilities aside from building my career up and building up a community and building up just kind of the life I want to live and building a foundation. Um, but the cons are you don't have experience, right? Yeah. And I've gotten this in conversation so many times by so many people who are way more successful than me and in, in the field that I'm in and the other fields as well. Um, and that's kind of like a struggle that you have to overcome, um, yeah. especially just in terms of, I guess, just faking it till you make it. For sure. I'm still faking it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still faking it every day. Like, come on, let's be real. I think a lot of people do. If they're, if they say that they're not, they're lying. Oh gosh. <laughs> that's true. And I feel like that's something I've realized in the last year. So many people don't exactly know what they're doing. And yeah. they're, it's just how well they are actually doing is really directly relatable to how confident they are, how con their confidence is portrayed, in my opinion. I like that. <laughs> I, I would have to agree, you know, but you know, the road that you're on and the road that I've taken, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like 13, you know, when I was 13, I made up flyers and I had to be a babysitter and cut grass and clean houses and do all this stuff. And I, I papered, I like, I gave one to put one in every mailbox in a two mile radius of my 
where, you know, where my mom lives. That was the start of my entrepreneurial career, and I worked hard. Like, I, my phone was ringing off the hook. And then after that, I, I started a, um, an event planning business, and I was a personal trainer when I was 18. And throughout all these experiences, and then my late husband and I, we had five businesses. So, you know, we were entrepreneurs. We built one company up to $20 million plus and had 150 employees. But you, you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And what's really great is that is really one of the great things. You never stop, start, stop learning and you can learn more ways to grow. And if you're talking to people that are more successful than you in your same space, in your industry, um, that's good. Have them mentor you. Definitely, because you can't do anything by yourself, right? Like, <laughs> <This is true. laughs> um, But that's amazing to see how much you built going the entrepreneurial route too. And I think, um, and I'm very impressed by like all of like, the main highlights you had, but I'm sure there were so many in between kind of steps that no one really oh, God, talked yeah. about, right? Like the failure, the risks, the comparison to where other people are in society, what family and friends might think and so forth. So there's just like a lot of like different aspects about entrepreneurship that might affect or they might not. Cause I feel sure. like you're a badass. So Who, me? Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Come off that way, at least. (laughs) I've earned that badass title, let me tell you. So I've earned it. Actually, my producer, who's behind the camera, you guys, you don't really see. He's, you know, he's the magic behind the lens. Um, He's been through a lot of my in the last five years, a lot of my entrepreneurial adventures by myself, Mm -hmm. and I did the fashion thing. So you are in apparel. Yes, that's what your business is. And for me, I loved it, so great doing all the designing, and I didn't go to school for it. So for me, I kind of learned the hard way. I did three collections, I invested a lot of money, mm-hmm. but that was my dream. That was my dream. And I just chased it super hard. He was like, you know, there with me, helped me with the graphics, a lot of the website, all that stuff. And I decided after three collections that it's time just to, to shut it down because I wasn't I was a success in terms of my brand, but I wasn't a success in terms of uh, like the monetary reward. And you know, it was hard. It was to, it was a blow to my ego to close it. But I look back and I don't feel like that was a failure. And I think that the to not try is really failing. That's that's my opinion. I think that if you don't try, and if you if you do, and it doesn't work out, that's not necessarily a failure because you actually took the risk to do it. Yeah, and you had so much experience from it too, right? And yeah. completely being in a different industry that you were formally trained in or had experience in. Um, I'd say that's kind of the same way that I feel in a lot of respect too. Um, I actually still think I'm a failure. Just no. because... Um, bad, <laughs> bad mindset. Don't think like that. No, no. Well, what I mean is I just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm only 26, but I feel that since undergrad and then every step I've taken, it's just kind of been failure after failure, but pivot after pivot. That's like the more optimistic yes. way yes, to look right. at it. Um, apologies came off as negative before, but that's not what I meant. Um, I've just pivoted a lot due to life circumstances, due to... Just working hard, but not working strategically and learning about that over the past eight years too. And I think, um, well, with apparel, kind of the same thing. I have no training in design, no training in 
what it means to run an apparel business. I have a business degree and I have a science degree and I'm a marathon runner. So I saw that. <laughs> I saw that in your, um, your bio. Um, that's awesome. So you've done five marathons. Yes. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> so what, tell us, which, like, tell us all the marathons that you've done. So I started with Chicago, okay. Chicago in 2016, and then I did San Diego in 2017, uh, San Sebastian, Spain in 2018, oh, very cool. and then San Francisco 2019, and then was supposed to do the New York City Marathon last year, okay. but I actually ended up, well, COVID obviously yeah, happened. Right. <laughs> so I did the virtual New York City Marathon on the Lakefront Trail in Chicago. Cool. So, so now that things are starting to come back alive again, now do you have plans for a marathon this year? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure which one, huh? but it's between Boston and New York. I've run about four times every week, so it's kind of just consistent. I haven't hardcore started training yet, but hopefully that starts. Yeah, once that's I like muscle month memory. So once yeah. you start, you'll be good. You'll be like, <laughs> like yeah. very fast, ready to go. How long does it take you to do a marathon? I, I would never attempt that. Like that's, I'm, I'm a bodybuilder. I would never attempt a marathon at all. I still recommend it doing it at one point before you die. I did a triathlon. I think that kind of is it's equal. Okay. So I've done three triathlons in my life. I think. Oh, that's bad. a lot. Yeah. I swam a mile. I biked 26 and I ran six. We're good. <laughs> We're good on the marathon or the, 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 the athlons, whatever you want to call it. Good. You know what? We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> to recognize uh, one of our sponsors. So I'm super excited to say that support for Label Free Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the men, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, you guys out there that are listening. Uh, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. That's a huge number, so good for you guys. Uh, we have an excellent offer for my listeners. And let me just show you a quick little tool before I give you that code. Look at this. Very sleek. Very nice. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LABELFREE20. And I hope that you take me up on it because you know you might need to take care of business. All right. <laughs> So that is really cool, like that you've done so many marathons, and I I admire that. I'm an athlete, so I think that anybody that's applying a um, any type of sport to their life, it, it just really, especially when you're an entrepreneur, it gives you a little bit of an edge. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd say it kind of kickstarted the entrepreneur life, anyways. See, so see. <laughs> health and fitness, man, health and fitness, very important. <laughs> it really does. Um, just just drastically improve your life. Um, the way I started actually was in 2016. It was a New Year's resolution that oh, said I would do a half marathon. I was basically at this point where I was like at a crossroad. There was like the end of undergrad, nothing that I was working towards was working out. I was a double major bio anthro. I was pre-med. Actually still in pre-med, but I'll get back to that. Wow, look at you. <laughs> um, Type A over here, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like working really hard and it just didn't feel that I had the doors that I was expecting to have open after undergrad. So in 2016, I set a goal to do something that quite literally meant nothing to anyone. No one would care if I did it. It was just like a me thing and that was to run a half marathon. 
I did it. It was like the Chai Town half. Um, after that, I just had this void that was that stuck around, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do yeah. I do with this? So then I was like, okay, the next best thing, let's just do the full, and did that in 2016, and the rest has pretty much been history. That's very cool. <laughs> I love it, and I think the discipline with that it just really adds to to you being an entrepreneur. I think it really does come into play. Uh, like that, at least that's my opinion. So I, I'm very disciplined, very structured in life. So that's very important to me. So why don't you talk about your your business? Let's talk about uh, Pulse Athletic Apparel. So it's a pandemic company. Officially launched last year. <laughs> when I first launched, I thought to myself, "This is either the dumbest idea or the best." Um, it turned out to be the best so far. So see that? See that? Take the risk. That's what I'm saying. Even if even if you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I was at. So. At the beginning of last year, I was working on a previous venture that I started. It was something in the medical device space. This was a few months out of graduating. Um, unfortunately, that came to a halt. So my first entrepreneurial failure, although it was due to COVID, not necessarily anything that I could have controlled at the time. Um, so I was like contract consulting, thinking of like the next best thing. And Pulse kind of came about from a lot of different aspects. Um, it was always in the back of my mind to kind of start something in the athletic space, in the fitness apparel space, and I'd actually drawn up all these documents, have these PDFs, and just kind of had it on the side. Did and you design all your pieces? Yes. Can you, wait, really quick, really quick, can you drop all your links, let the audience know where they can find you and all that good stuff? Oh yeah, so www.pulseathleticapparel.com is our site, we are on Twitter as PulseAA, we are on Instagram as Pulse Athletic Apparel, and then also Facebook as Pulse Athletic Apparel too. And TikTok is the newest one. <laughs> good, I gotta be on that TikTok. <laughs> Jumped on that bandwagon. <laughs> I'm thinking about going back on there, but anyways, we're going to No worries. Um, so yeah, it was just something I was thinking about, just being in the fitness world, you know, growing up as an athlete, becoming a marathon runner, spending an absurd amount of money on yeah. athletic apparel over the years, and then just realizing things I thought could be improved in the industry and seeing if I could take a jab at it with my so-called experience and expertise sure. to try to do that. Um, and some of the things were definitely affordability at the forefront and just thinking about the socioeconomic barriers of health and fitness that exist and how it just seemed that some of the major brands were kind of gatekeeping the community. Oh, for sure. Ooh, I like that word, gatekeeping. <laughs> I would agree. And just thinking about why things are priced so high um, and just kind of limiting accessibility for fitness apparel and therefore fitness because I feel that the new trend or what's become mainstream is you have to have the certain look. And once you have the look, then you can go to the gym or then you can do a fitness class or then you can go on a run. And seeing if I, to the best of my ability, um, could do something to kind of combat that. So designed with affordability in mind without compromising quality because let's be real when you are running 26 miles you do not want leggings that are trying to sag down yeah. or, or chafing yeah or something that's not high compression or dry yeah. fit and things like that so keeping all that in mind wanted to put that at the forefront and then also just kind of kind of taking a step uh, going a step further into it is thinking about this aspect of inclusivity and community yes 
So with inclusivity, um, you know, my background's Indian. I grew up as an athlete, much different than some of my other friends who come from a South Asian background. Um, my dad actually was a former youth tennis athlete prior to coming to America. So he was my first coach up until <laughs> started college. So sports were always like in our life, like yeah. at home. And I, you know, had a few conversations with friends and realized that the South Asian, the Indian, Indian female kind of figure wasn't really in the fitness space. Yeah. And I think now we're starting to see it a bit more, you know, influencers on Instagram and like how with TikTok, so many people are like blowing up, um, but it's not really kind of represented in these major players that exist. So Or in that, in those cultures. Yeah, exactly. Those cultures don't, that's not something that they promote really. And I, so mm -hmm. I have some um, friends that are, they're Indian and um, they, she's really, her and I have talked a lot about, you know, the health and fitness and she's become more of a influencer for that, for her community. And yeah. it's so great to see because it's so important. You know, just because you come from a different background or a different culture, you should still be able to represent a sport or, you know, health and fitness. Because it is, it's necessary yeah. in our lives to keep us, like, not sane. only sane, <laughs> sane and healthy. So, you know, I, I've had these conversations with women from the same background, and it is very interesting. But I think that there's making a, there's a lot of headway happening there. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I do see it more in kind of like the wellness space. So like yoga comes yeah. from India and like that's become a bit more, you know, people are stepping forward and showcasing that. Um, but I'd like to see, you know, like Indian weightlifters, Indian bodybuilders. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, more Indian marathon runners and things like that. So well, you got that covered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She's got that covered. <laughs> but more of us, you know, we're just encouraging community of that. Sure. And just, you know, bringing that bigger picture to be inclusive of all ethnicities, every ethnicity that might be underrepresented in the fitness industry and welcoming them into the Pulse community. And just kind of a final part on that community piece. Last year was a lonely year. Um, yeah, for sure. We were required to stay at home, especially if you're extroverted and you thrive on meeting new people, being a new, yeah, meeting, <laughs> like experiencing life in different ways. Um, and I think that some, that's something that I felt definitely. So I wonder if it, the intention was definitely to create community, but secretly I'm like, let me see if I can just make friends. Sure. From starting this community and welcoming people in. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So um, do you have an inspiration behind any of your pieces? Her pieces, go to her website, postathleticapparel.com, and they are awesome. I'm gonna probably pick up some stuff, just, you know, <laughs> maybe give me a special discount code over here. No. Oh yeah, totally got you. <laughs> Woo, okay, so yeah, so you, I'm gonna get a special discount code, you guys, and it'll be in the, the description of the episode. And so then when I'm, next time I'm recording, I'll be rocking some of that athletic wear. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any inspiration behind your pieces? Because they're really cool. I was looking at the, the square sports bra. I was like, oh my god, I like that. <laughs> um, I think mainly just the inspiration comes from like the logo, I'd say. Okay. And that's like the main piece that kind of, everything else is just playing around on my laptop, playing around with working with like different suppliers, manufacturers, and testing those out. But the main piece about our logo is that embedded within it is like the heartbeat wave to really encourage people to live life with heart. And this is all very, especially driving through the pandemic, if you realize that certain things suck and you don't want to do them, don't do them. Yes. 
find things that you want to do, find things that you're passionate about, and just seek life so relentlessly and with heart. And I think that's the best way to really describe what the logo means to me. Yes! Okay, see, I love that right there. I'm getting goosebumps. Like, you know you are too. Okay, with that being said, I think we could probably talk for hours. Um, I love it. We'll have to have like a part two to see where, where this is taking you. This, I think that you've found where you need to go. You sound passionate about it. It has like meaning behind it and you're creating community and the inclusivity, which is also important these days. Um, are there any last words of advice, wisdom, anything you'd like to leave with the audience before we start wrapping things up? Yeah. Um, you, know, you, did, you did drop a big bomb there, but we're going to ask you for some more. <laughs> a lot, and I guess I could end with our tagline, right, okay. and our hashtag. Our hashtag is hashtag pulse forward. Every beat is a step forward. So keep moving through, keep pulsing through, regardless of what stage you're at, you are at in your life, regardless of what age you are at in your life. Um, if you find something you want to do, just chase it relentlessly, chase it fearlessly, and pulse forward. <laughs> oh my gosh, Karishma, thank you so much for being a guest. You guys, on that note, this is Deanna Kempel, your host of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share, and I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.